0: Welcome to Confident As Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more, buckle up sister, let's do this. Tell me if this is you. You Hit the snooze button over and over until the kids wake you up and you're rushing out the door with nothing but a coffee until noon, despite the fact that you told yourself last night that you were going to get up to your alarm and get going. Or you're grabbing the donuts in the break room because they're just there and you don't have anything else to eat because remember, you were rushing out the door or grabbing pizza on your rush home after work because you're exhausted now and don't feel like cooking or the snacking after dinner until your stretchy pants are tight because you barely ate all day and now you feel blah because you overeat at dinner and now you're just hanging out on the couch till bedtime only to repeat it all over again. Here's the thing, so many of us are on autopilot, which definition when it comes to people is a state of mind in which one acts without conscious intention. Have you been on autopilot? If you have, you're not alone. Now, listen, I'm not telling you that there is anything wrong with eating pizza or donuts. I love me a good piece of pizza and homemade donut. However, these small decisions add up over time. Those knee jerk reactions to just do what we've always done, They make a difference, and eventually they leave us just staring at our goals from miles away. It's all about intention. It's about paying attention to how food makes you feel. It's about making more conscious decisions about nutrition that fuels your goals, no one else's. It's about learning that good doesn't mean optimal, that amazing line from Haley Johnson, one of my previous guests. If you're feeling run down, low energy, if you're feeling bad about yourself, hating looking in the mirror, please know that it doesn't have to be like that. It's time to take back control. I get so freaking pumped about talking about this. And as I get my Fit AF boot campers schedule for some mini coaching sessions and a real big focus on nutrition in March, I wanna offer it to you too. So from now until the end of March, anyone who joins my fit AF bootcamp will get a free 20 minute call to help you gain more clarity and start taking action, especially around nutrition. So you can feel your best. So you can make friends with food and it doesn't have to feel so scary or stressful because I want you to be freaking excited about life. And if you're always stressed and all of your energy is wrapped up in food You don't have the energy or the brain power to be paying attention to the more important things, to be present for those moments that really count. So listen, it's time to get off autopilot. So click the link in the show notes to apply and I will be in touch. I cannot wait to share this with you. I have been dying to share the beautiful soul that you are about to hear from with you for so long and I'm so excited that it's finally here and out into the universe where so many of you can learn and enjoy and relate and cheer on and connect with Anne-Marie. She is one of the clients I work with that I started out with in Project Confidence Academy and we've been working together for about six months now and you'll hear us kind of talk about Her journey as she went through this transformation from where she was before, and I'll let her tell her story, uh, and then where she is now and some of the lessons she's learned and some of the ways she's gotten through and some of the the things that she would remind you to keep in mind if you are on a similar journey. Uh, Anne-Marie is a... Fellow emergency room nurse uh, in California who had a lot on her plate, all in the throes of the pandemic, uh, along with three kiddos, two of them being twins, um, and so she's busy just like the rest of us. And this call was actually like she had her girls, and you can hear my dogs barking and and all of the things, and I just want this to be a reminder for you that it doesn't have to be perfect and it's going to be messy. And if you're not willing to get a little bit messy and have that shitty first draft that I've talked about, then don't think that you're going to finish it. It's just, you can't expect perfection from yourself. Um, Marie is so articulate and I love the way she just expresses the way she was feeling, and also how transparent and how honest she is about how, how hard but wonderful it's been. Um, so I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you learn and take something from it. It was a little bit of you know a podcast, but also some live coaching going on. You'll hear us in our talking about how uh, she's moving toward those goals, what wins, what's the plans for next week, and um, give you a little inside peek at how our coaching sessions go. So take a listen. Up as many F bombs as you'd like. I'm gonna pull up your um Google Drive thing. I'm gonna make some notes so I don't have like the typing noise on it. But uh uh let me find you here. Um okay so let's just do a quick overview of Anne Marie 1.0 to Anne Marie 2.0, <laughs> and kind of like a reflection. So we do a little bit of this every week, anyway, but a little bit of a reflection on how where you were and where you are now slash where you want to be slash actions to get there. So just as a as a reminder, so last week we. You had a lot, uh, a lot of wins. I would actually love if you shared again, how we started last week's call with, you felt like you were like off the rails, um, but then we talked about what that means. So would you mind just kind of going through what we talked about that? And like what off the rails for you meant like six months ago versus what it means now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So off the rails six months ago, and I'd say even probably, um, three months ago, because in the beginning, um, of our work together, you know, it was a slow burn for me. I was a little bit mentally, um, not resistant, but, um, slow to catch on to the process, I would say. Um, so it would be, um, drinking two to three glasses of wine um eating you know a bag of sea not a bag of seeds a bag of sour patch kids or or um it would be the burrito the whole thing and the chips and salsa and no vegetables for the day and um at least one crumble cookie if we had them. So ordering crumble cookies was a dozen because you would, you know, for work, quote unquote, but at least one or two would be claimed by me. Um, Just a whole smorgasbord of whatever I wanted to eat because there was no way or need to regulate myself. So once I started that process, you know, if I woke up in the day and it was going good, but then something happened and something would always happen because Mm. that life and when you regulate your emotions with the food and, and everything, then, um, you just have this free for all of eating, whatever, never eating any vegetables, not really much fruit. Um, just kind of, uh, I lived by what we would eat for lunch. So always wanting to go out to eat, um, at work. Um, Always wanting something with cheese, so it just <laughs> any I can't sort of you for that. <laughs> any sort of emotion, basically off the rails, was any sort of emotion that I had gave me permission to do whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. to eat what I wanted, um, to drink the sugary drinks. So I would at Starbucks. I normally like to drink tea, but there were times where if things were really bad, I would want a very very refresher. So I would have one of those a day, and they're they have a healthy dose of sugar, probably um, not. Probably they do, and so if things went bad, I gave myself permission to have at least one of those a day. So um, that was off the rails. And um, you you had said like
0: it was actually just kind of every day, like how it wasn't even like a necessarily. Way off, but that was just like this cycle that you kind of got into.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, in the morning, you'd wake up with positive intentions, and then anything would happen during the day anything good, anything bad. And Mm -hmm. I very had this mindset with food that, um, and when you, when we, when I caught on and you and I started really digging down deep and, and committed to nutrition being the number one thing to fix right now. Um, I felt those emotions very clearly as I was coming off of them, like, you know, Oh, we're going to have to divert OB patients or we're going to have to do this. Then, um, I fine, but I I want some nachos Mm -hmm. or, you know, fine. But at the end of the day, I better be able to have a glass of wine because I deserve this. And that was the thing. I had a bad day. I deserve this. So. Anytime, even if it was a regular day, but somebody made me upset, or the kids, you know, did something and um, argued with each other or whatever, um, I deserve this. Or mm-hmm. maybe that day. So I deserve to have something good. Mm-hmm. So it was very much every day. There was an emotion tied to it. And it was very clear when I started the process of working through my feelings with food and nutrition that um, and my work with you that I realized like, Whoa, this is, if something bad happened, I would instantly pop into my head. I want those nachos. Like we're going to talk about like diverting surgical patients and OB patients. And my head goes to, okay, um, let's talk through that and no, but, um, also I'm going to have nachos at the end of this. Like that's how not quote unquote bad, but for lack of a better term, that's how Bad or deep that thinking. went mm. okay, I can do, I can do this major thing that has nothing really to do with me other than talking everybody through the process. Um, but, um, I'm going to get nachos at the end because this was stressful for me. So, yeah.
0: And then the process getting to where you are now, like we can talk about where you are now and like, you know, still in the process, but it's fucking hard.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So like, what kind of thoughts do you go through? So go through a little bit of like, I guess just the different thoughts and the process that goes through your brain to get from where you were, this is a good day. This is a bad day. I like deserve this. I deserve, you know, that to a more intentional
1: approach so it is really fucking hard it is um undoing years of emotions around food it's thinking that food is your friend like it's this animate being you know that can Mm -hmm. has the capacity to comfort you like a friend would or yourself like you should be able to self-soothe and ways. And so when food is yourself sooner, um, and has been for years, what do you put in its place? So sitting mm-hmm. with those feelings and the knowledge that, you know, and we can talk about the, you know, if you want the overall process of what led me to you and how miserable I was, but that's the thing is going yeah. from this misery and thinking that making your food choices making healthier food choices is going to be just as miserable. There's that fear of mm-hmm. if I'm not this girl that ha- that doesn't eat vegetables and has this pride around that, which is ridiculous, but um, who am I and what is this going to be? Like, is this food going to taste like ass? <laughs> Sometimes yes. And can <laughs> And I'm a big texture person. Can you do this without vomiting? Can you do this? Everyone around you miserable. Can you do, do you want to do this? Do you want to be this person? Is this more uncomfortable for you to stay where you are? You say this all the time. Is this more uncomfortable for you to stay where you are than to overhaul this thinking and overhauling 20 plus years of food feelings Um, including the thing, you know, the rituals with my dad that I would have before he passed away revolved around food when I was young, very much food with him, eating with him was a safe and wonderful place. And so giving that up. So you have to work through all these feelings behind it. Otherwise you're just doing a restrictive diet like Jenny Craig or something that doesn't sorry, Jenny Craig, it it does work temporarily. If you don't do the, if you don't sit with those feelings and process through, you know, all those things, then it's not going to work. And for me, like I used to make fun of people that would eat low fat food or eat carrots. You know, I'd rather eat dairy. I mean, I was so stupid and, um, and I had pride around that. And like, so and you make fun of people that are doing things that you want to do, right? So mm-hmm. um or you um sometimes. So you know, now I'm gonna become that person and and this like yoga loving, like earthy, like you know, patchouli eat dirt person. No <laughs> offense. No offense to you eat if you're listening and that's who you what? are. I'm going to become you, but it's different when you have those visions in your head and you, it's just hard to undo them. So, and you cannot do overhaul the nutrition without dealing with those feelings. It won't work. Mm-hmm. And that's what. Yeah.
0: And we've talked about this, it's an identity shift. And so when things are so ingrained in you in those those core beliefs, this is me, this is who I am, we take action based on those beliefs, based on who we feel like we are. And this is where kind of uh, self-sabotage comes in. So we hear like people say, and I've heard you say it too, like, I just keep sabotaging myself. And it's because you can slap the Band-Aid of a meal plan on anything. You can say, eat this, eat this, eat this. But when in your core, you have these beliefs of, I don't eat vegetables. I am not this like healthy person. I can't control myself around sweets. It's these constant thoughts that are always in our head that we don't, don't really realize. And when we start to shift those, it contradicts who we've been and what our identity has been for like you like twenty plus years. That's a lot of friggin unknowing, undoing, unlearning. and it feels so uncomfortable because you're like, if I'm not that person, then like who am I? and it's this process of becoming a becoming a new person and being okay with that. If you want to, you had mentioned it and I I know we talk about this like every call but I remember our very first call together so like take us back <laughs> and like where you were when we when we first talked and where you were when you decided like okay I need this I want this change.
1: Yeah. Oh, um it makes me tear up this morning interest which is interesting cuz mm-hmm. we talk um so I think we started in August uh, and, you know, like you was, I, you know, nursing in the throes of COVID um, um, and a little bit of a different capacity in the sense that um, I am the disaster coordinator. So almost all of those decisions funnel through me up to my bosses or to other people. And, and you're in the throes of it, making those decisions. So not on the front line, caring for patients, but, um, incredibly, incredibly stressful. Um, at that point in time, I felt like I carried the weight of, um, and this, that first month we were together. Cause that's when we got our surge. Um, we were together, like we're a couple now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm totally
0: okay with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. Um, that's the long distance relationship part. Yeah. Um, so we got our surge and it was horrible. And I felt like the weight of the entire county was on my shoulders. Um, but, but adding that was adding to just the general discomfort that I felt in myself. So never for years, again, my entire adult life, and even into my teens, would I say that I have felt confident in who I am, unless I'm a nurse um or acting in that role. Most mm, 98% of my confidence and self-worth, I would say, comes from being a nurse. Um, and the identity and and who I am and and as a nurse and that I can stay calm and um, that I can advocate for my patients and when things are going sideways that I don't freak out and I don't run away. That's very important to me. Um, And, and I built my identity and my self-worth around that. And that's great. A lot of us, uh, it's not really great, but a lot of us do that. (laughs) I mean, it can be, (laughs) it
0: it can be a part of that. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with deriving some, some pride and building confidence from a, from your job or career or, you know, what you love to do. It's when it kind of Maybe is the only thing that you feel confident in or derive your worth from.
1: Yeah, and and if I'm being honest, and we're talking about where I was, that's where I was mm-hmm. failing as a mom, um, flying from thing to thing. Um, very much this, uh, you know, we all joke about it. Very much, I like to see shiny, squirrely things and sparkly things, and I get easily distracted. It means that things aren't very organized at home or I forget something, you know, you forget You learn. It takes a good two to three years. I think to learn to be the monthly snack mom for even one day a month, like this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> snacks into my life. Like I know CPR, but like, that's really it. You know, like <laughs> i like pretzels and then I have to bring like, now apparently, I apparently have to bring more than one snack. Um, I did. So, um, so when you drive your own identity from that and you and there's, you know, otherwise you're just this kind of person that just kind of flies through life very chaotically, dramatically. Um you don't have a lot of sense of self-worth outside of that. So um cut to August and I have gained, you know, a healthy in the last COVID year or two, a healthy dose of weight. And I was sharing with my coworkers at work at lunch one day, how miserable I felt in myself, like just disgusted by myself. Um, doesn't matter that I was doing all these COVID things. Doesn't even weigh into my thinking. Um, just felt really uncomfortable in my own skin and who I was. There's I can look back at that time and say, I couldn't pinpoint one thing for you that made me feel other than the work I did to, you know, roll out vaccines, which again is a nursing thing that made me proud of who I was in that moment. And, um, I would love to be that person that's not vain and, and not centered around their weight. But when you're, I felt huge and maybe it was like a 20 pound gain which is a lot but it feels on my body like a hundred pounds so it changes the way you move through the world the way you interact with people I had a nightmare last night about going to a party and picking out this morning actually about picking out a dress for this party and went through all of these clothes that I have and the and just woke up feeling this distress of being in that, in that body and, and just, I can't describe to you and you could probably hear it in my voice because you talk about that all the time. The misery that I felt being me all the way around, being disorganized, being full of clutter in the house and in my brain and this negative self-talk of I'm a shit mother. I'm a shit wife. Um, I don't want to go out in places where people could see me because I'm so heavy. Um, and not doing anything of redemptive value in my head. That's really where it was. Like, I can't even get it together to eat healthy. I can't get it together to not drink two to three glasses of wine a night so i'm just it started as one so let's just lean into this because i have three year olds at that point and it's covid and and so let's just keep going down this destructive path and then i happened upon you and it um, and i was you know this project confidence academy and building it and and I was like, "What is that? And and what does that do? And you know, am I ready for? And it's not just about like the food. It's about getting clear. You know, we had to get clear on what my goals really were. And they're, you know, instead of these like vague like, well, I like to lose weight and I want to, you know, do these things. It's that no, you have to drill down and and get very specific with your goals. And and you help." Go through that and kind of move from this feeling of um, ineptitude and inaction into, um, all right, like get up and we're going to figure this out. And what are our goals now? And so it's slowly taking those and breaking them down so that they're not just impossible. Because if you said, you know, clean your bedroom, that would be like, no what? Like it's down into like these smaller steps and it wasn't just, you know, clean your bedroom, but the goals, goal setting, but breaking them down into small steps that lead to action. So you can start to feel successful because I wasn't even successful at that. Like you just get to this point where you're just kind of floundering all the way around. You can't close any loops. So that's, I think, does that is that where I, is that where I was? Yeah. It like
0: gets me emotional because I just like tearing up over here talking about it because it breaks my heart that you were even like, that you were in that place and to know you and to have gone through this with you, I see so much more than, you know, what you saw. And it's hard to see that in our selves and, we don't give ourselves enough, enough credit. And then we get into this cycle of, you know, I can't do one thing. I can't do anything. And you like, like you said, you put so much of your worth on one thing. And even you, you're like, even though I, I did this, I organized this whole trauma response to this whole disaster response and this, and like, it's still not good enough. Like what, what is that? And I just like, like I said, it, I, I will never, ever forget talking to you that first time and the hopelessness that I felt from you and the, like you said, like I, I could just, I could feel it and I'm an empath. And so like, I, like, I feel it and I just, one, I'm so like honored and grateful to be able to like help you and like go through this, but like the pride that I feel from seeing you like go through this. And I'm just, I mean, I, I remind you every week and and every day that we talk that like, here are your wins. And this is one thing that, and we can talk about too. Like, so like those little actions that you started to take, because that is exactly what we want to do. Like cleaning your room that can feel so overwhelming when there's a million other things and you call them like your little commuter planes, that it's just all these little things that are just always flying around in your head, but you never really get them done. And like, the the mind work but also the action so you're in this place of feeling just uncomfortable in your body and not feeling like you had any sort of like you're a shit wife a shit mom all those feelings the actions that you took and I just want people to know like how incredibly simple and small it starts and like how you've worked up
1: yeah so it was like very much like you know in the beginning or a couple times, in, um you know, just tackled that cleaning out the closet, and um you know, I held on to a lot of clothes, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that I you know had some a few still from my twenties when I was like, Oh, you know. <laughs> single and, and, um, I don't know why I held on to, them, but, but you do, you hold on to these things that are like, or these dresses that you think represents who you are and, um, or these items that represent who you are and, um, who you want to be. And when you can get into this dress, you're going to look fabulous and amazing. Like by the time I literally get into that dress, it's gonna, the threads are going to have fallen apart. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so old. Um, but it was just an insurmountable task and holding on to these, you know, jeans from a few sizes ago because you're gonna get back there. And um and holding on to these, you know, shoes because, you know, my shoes my feet will get less wide if I lose weight or not let's ignore the fact that, you know, lupus is probably just made them this, you know, my joint my joints aren't the same. So Mm -hmm. let's know, we have to hold on to those old vestiges of who I was. And, and so it was an insurmountable task. And I remember you just saying like, just clean the shirts, like just go through the shirts. And I did. And then it became like one night, I'm just going to go through all of the closet and trying on these clothes became so distressing for me because I couldn't fit in them or because of the way my body is that my belly is never going to work in a pleated skirt. Like I would love that. I would really love to wear a pleated skirt, but that's just not in my cards right at this moment or without surgical intervention probably. (laughs) But, um, that's and instead of, and I fell apart, but I think with my work with you, it, it was just these little steps, just keep going, let go of, like, I think you said, like, just let go of those clothes. Like it's going to feel better to get them out instead of having them just remind you of this person that you feel that you're not and that you're falling short. So just let them go as, you know, pick one or two. I think you said like, that was the goal. It's just pick one or two that you really want to keep that you think that maybe, might eventually work but the rest of them need to go because they're just reminding you of of these things. And so I ended up I think that night getting rid of like 60 pieces of clothing that were just sitting there not being used reminding me of something that I either was or won't be and making room for who I really am supposed to be and that was the thing too is that you said is it's these goals are small steps but also, when you do that, you're making room for who you really are supposed to be, instead of focusing on who you were, or who you think you want to be. Like, that's bullshit. Like, let's make room for who you authentically are supposed to be, and that was freeing. So it was hard as fuck. Excuse my language, but and it was really uncomfortable. But at the end, like, okay, so now who am I? Like, so there are little goals, like. The commuter planes, you say, you know, and the big jumbo jets just land a plane. And if it's a jumbo jet, you break it down into smaller steps. Like for instance, that goal that I've had for, since my dad died of going to pick up. Um, Sorry, my little kid is, is just popped in. Um, that goal of going to pick up my dad's truck since he died, is 47 Ford pickup truck. And I never did it. I always had an excuse. I was afraid my aunt would be upset with me for it being so long or, or this, or, you know, I have to book the ticket. I have to convince my husband, you know, what are we going to do with this truck? It's going to be so expensive to get it running and, and all these things, but it was a dream. And I shared it with you. And at one point you just said, just do the first step, just book the ticket just book the ticket or just talk to your husband about booking the ticket was I think the first step just have that conversation or no, the first step was just talk to your aunt, just text your aunt and reach out to her. Yeah. So, and then it became just talk to your husband and then just book, just research, just book the ticket, just do it. And so it all came together. So it's starting with those little steps. And once you do the little things, it snowballs into wanting to do the bigger things. And so, and even those little steps, like you think, oh, I cleaned out the car this week. It's so silly that that should be one of my huge wins, but it is. And you uh, have especially to- with kids, like that's an yeah. enormous win. <laughs> like every week I'm like, where the frick is all this gum coming from? And who, <laughs> you know, or all of these things. So learning to be okay with those things that in your head, you're like, this is so silly that I'm celebrating this, but then you learn to, because that feeling feels so good for yourself. Like, yay, I cleaned something out or yay. I got on the bike and did some exercise or I did yoga or not just going with that old way of thinking, wow, you still weigh this much, but mm-hmm. trying to shift your brain to focusing on those small goals. Being great things that are going to lead to even bigger things.
0: Yes. I I remember when you were cleaning out your closet and I was like, you've got to make room. Like if you're holding on to all that stuff, it's just like keeping, keeping you there and keeping that like old version of you. And if you truly want a, like to grow and evolve, like you got to make room for it. you got to make space for it. you got to be like, I'm ready. I'm open. Like ready to receive whatever it is. And sometimes that means physically like clearing some ish out. So I uh, was so happy. You've had so many like as we as we reminisce, I feel like this is like the end of a it's not the end, but like you know how like TV shows or reality shows, they'll have like one episode where they go over the entire season of all the memories. Yeah. <laughs> they, like reminisce. I feel like that's what this is. And like we Get to go back and remember like all of the, like we'll go over wins and stuff. And one thing that I have Amory do, and I do, like over gratitude and wins for every single day. And so that where mm-hmm. these small things you start to pay attention to and give yourself credit where it's due, and start to, like if you can't, I had posted this a little while ago, and I one day I was just I was talking to my kid, and it just came out. like if you can't be grateful, for what you have, like you don't deserve, like what makes you think you deserve more? So it's um, a really important part, I think, is being acknowledging what you did well and and how, even if that just means like I survived the day and I like didn't die or didn't you know, yeah. everyone's alive still.
1: <laughs> how many times have I said I ate lettuce and yeah. didn't die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think there's a minute where I thought I would die if I ate lettuce.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are, I saw a meme that reminded me of you and I agree with it. It was like eating celery is like drinking water with hair in it. Or like who would want to eat celery? It's like drinking water with hair in it or something like that. And those are my precise feelings. I
1: can't do celery. Yeah. It makes me like that texture thing that makes you, I can feel it welling up in the back of my throat, just (laughs) like thinking about it
0: oh which little one is that
1: this is samantha yes yeah, so if, if, Hi, samantha. if the people hear a heavy breather in the background it's <laughs> not me i am still out of shape but we're working on that but it's samantha with her eight thousandth gold of the season
0: oh my word so. um okay so how was last week I first thank you for sharing all of that. And it's so lovely to go kind of, it's hard to feel those things again. And like you said, like you just have to feel and kind yeah. of sit in the sock for a while. And then it's like a weight lifts and it's like, you can kind of let go of it easier, like fears and discomfort. They just grow when they're just sitting in the dark, when you bury them, it, yeah. when like they hate the light. So if we shine a light on them, talk about them, acknowledge them, be like, Hey, yeah, I see you. This sucks, but okay, let's just do it and get through this. And I think that we have, a, I think, especially as moms in today's world, we have a really hard time just sitting with ourselves and like cool. thinking and being with our feelings. Like, I just think there's so much pressure to be productive all the time. Yes. that we don't do that we don't do that enough and so bringing bring that intention to not just food but like everything and being able to acknowledge yeah. it and adjust and, and then move on it's really really valuable
1: yeah because you have to like even you know you're just trying to get through the freaking day and you have to like yeah you know, your snack mom that day, or they have a book order, or they have a fundraiser, or they have to have their hair brushed, or they have to wear underwear <laughs> to school, or like, you know, like they can't set themselves on fire. Like, there's all these things that you have to do as a parent, and like, make sure that their emotional needs are met, or you're going to fuck them up for life. Like, it mm-hmm. starts now, and and if they sleep with you, they're going to be screwed up for life, and if they don't sleep with you they're gonna, you're going to be so sad when they move out of your house and they're 18 and they're never going to want to talk to you again because you didn't sleep with them. And all these things that you have going on in your head and, and, um, and you have to have date nights and you have to have date nights with each kid and all these things that are Mm -hmm. added onto your, there's so much pressure as a mom. So, um, I just feel so thankful that I found you and, you know, project confidence because, um, and the PCA stuff that we all did together and then the one-on-one stuff, because you have to find that person that you're vulnerable with when you're in that state, like there was nowhere to go. I felt, I mean, I had, I have friends that can pull me out of a lot, but that's a lot to ask of people too, but you have to find that one person who knows how to reach you and pull you out of that and do the work. Like find the person to do the work with. Otherwise, hmm. I, I wouldn't have, I don't even know what would have happened. I just was in that space. I was that uncomfortable.
0: And you got the so, truck. Yeah. You're working out three, four times yeah. a week. You're overhauling your nutrition. You're like getting those commuter planes done. You've kept so many small promises to yourself yes and that's it um,
1: yeah so oh so you wanted me to, I, I got di- I digressed I'm sorry you wanted me to talk about my week last week right that's we're
0: yeah because I just had your uh so the stuff that we had talked about your homework from last week I do not know if you had stuff written down or I can just go through the list that I have
1: um I do remember I did do the homework of happy consequences so um Yay. That was my first one that I was going to ask about (laughs) doing all this work and not yet seeing movement on the scale because I'm, you know, an imperfect human. And, and so I'm making all of these changes, working out four times a week, adding more vegetables, drinking so much water, um, you know, really getting clear, eating off the list um, from, you know, our list that we have from um, the program and, um, and still, you know, I have days where, you know, we eat out at lunch, once a lunch, once a week. And, um, so, you know, I have days where it's easier to eat, you know, McDonald's just like any parent. And so I try to limit that. Um, but not seeing yet that giant movement on the scale. I think I thought, okay, I'm just going to start this. And like in my 20s, I'm going to work out for a week and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Like, mm. you know, that's so real. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and it didn't happen that way. And what are you going to do with that? Are you going to keep on going or are you going to give up? And so that's where we're at right now. And so you had me, um, and I'm not at the giving up place. I'm just like, I'm doing all these changes. How come I'm not seeing any movement on the scale and you get defeated, um, because it's your old brain wanting to pull you back to that safe place. Well, let's just go eat some nachos then. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, or, you know, drink a glass of wine and not wanting to do that. And, um, So my homework was happy consequences. So what are the other consequences of um, working out four times a week or eating all these other vegetables? So if the scale never moved off what it is now, but you did everything and overhauled everything, would that be enough? Yes, it has to be. And um, what are the other consequences of that? So pinpointing what else I'm getting besides just this fixation with the scale that I have. So I did do that. And um, it's that feeling of keeping a promise to myself that I can um, be stronger and that I may not see it yet, but I can, you know, feel it happening. I think main, one of the main things is the pride of keeping those small promises to yourself. When you put everybody else in your life before you, kids, parents, husband, um, friends, work, the list goes on. And that's what I did for so long, which was, that's who I was. I put other people first and that's okay. That's who I raised myself to be. Um, But when you do that, you don't keep promises to yourself. Those come last. And um, and maybe somebody is better well-adjusted at doing that than I was, but so much of my identity was putting everybody else first and ignoring my own needs that I didn't keep any promises to myself because then it was maybe putting me before my kids or me before, you know, you know, no boundaries. So, um, mm-hmm. so keeping those small promises to myself is huge because it it feels better than beating myself up all the time Mm. and um it feels better than um than just than not doing anything for yourself at all so um that one is huge is that they're huge because you're not giving up on yourself even when shit gets really hard and you want to so that's a big one um certainly more energy I think I shared with you a couple weeks ago I was like I feel like I might be you know manic like I have so much (laughs) energy than I did before and I'm really wondering when that's gonna stop um so because I didn't feel that before um so that feels that's one of the happy consequences um certainly like having conversations with my kids about eating more vegetables and you know Vivian i was riding the bike and they asked Samantha asked you know mommy why why do you ride the bike so much now and Vivian just very calmly said so she can stay around with us longer and, and then Sam said like okay and then went back to watching cartoons so that's awesome. Um, so just having those conversations with my kids about wanting to be there for them, and and that's why I push myself further. Um, I think, those- and
0: especially having—I have boys, you have all girls—and there's there's just so much nowadays, you know, around like self-image, and we see the outcomes of social media and the pressure to be a certain way to look a certain way to act a certain way and I know like personally having like I would never want to pass on the struggles that I had um, to my kids and so you know they do as we do not as we say and we could talk to a little blue in the face but at the end of the day if they hear us saying no you shouldn't do this or you should like love yourself the way you are and you're perfect just the way you are but then they see us constantly criticizing constantly putting other people's needs first sometimes it takes kind of almost putting yourself in like putting your situation outside of you if that makes sense so you can look at it more objectively like Would I want my daughter or son to feel like this or think this or think that they're not good enough unless they achieve a certain thing or, you know, whatever your own self-limiting beliefs are. If you put it in the context of, would you want this for your, for your son, for your daughter, sister, mom, like someone outside of you, it can kind of be like, oh no, I would never want them to think like that. So Why would we do that to ourselves? And that can bring a whole new level of like deep, like desire or reasons why, like, you start and continue with making changes and keeping those small promises.
1: Yeah, I never want them, my girls, to feel the way that I feel. And my oldest mirrors me in a lot of ways. And I see that already. And and there's very much a. It's interesting because it's, I, it was so ingrained in me that I realized that it was probably like, you know, that whole nature versus nurture thing. I think I was born with that almost with that people pleasing identity. And I see, and, and the anxiety that comes with that. And I see that in her. And it scares me for her. I try so hard to get her not to be the way that I am. And I don't want any of them to think of I don't care how much they weigh but I don't want them to be unhealthy and to have the issues that I have with my health and um and so I just try really hard not and I try really hard not to talk about my weight in front of them or to be derogatory about myself in terms which is hard to shut off but I'm so I don't want them to ever feel like I felt Hmm.
0: and they're seeing that and you're setting that example for them so proud of you okay so we did happy consequences um Mm -hmm. you were going to go over the food list and make your grocery list and go over do some of the food prep stuff how was food last week I still don't think you're eating enough just based on the food logs that you
1: sent me sorry now the other twin has come in so you're fine (laughs) <laughs> um I yeah I probably am not and see I feel like I'm eating and then I saw that post that you had put about how much you get to eat and and I listened to um that conversation that you had that post or podcast about um all the things that you can eat for the day and I was like oh I'm not eating that but um like just meaning like oh I'm not getting that much food and um Probably, I think, because I think there are some when I make those unhealthy choices that I think that that balance, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't eat that much then if mm-hmm. I eat that. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit, obviously, of work to do there, so, you know, but um, let's see. So I did get the food prep in and I had um, more vegetables and I had, I, I'm on the phone, can, can we not? <laughs> thank you okay then the, and so it begins um someone will cry soon. there you go um they have to touch everything when they're four do you know that like oh yes yeah. yeah That you have and life is no longer it's not it's not yours something. anymore um so let's see i did the food list i got some groceries off of there i got like some whole wheat toast which i wasn't using um Stayed pretty consistent with the yogurt. I'm not eating, um, probably that afternoon snack. Like I should. I'm just not eating enough, like you said. So mm. I'm trying to be, um, better about eating things off the list. Um, which there's a lot of stuff on that list that you can eat that I was surprised by. So it doesn't yeah. have to be like, like so restrictive. It's just eating better choices, like. Yesterday, obviously, my nephew had a birthday party, so I had a couple of pieces of pizza. But um when I came home, I ate some turkey and brown rice. Mm-hmm. So just keep eating crappy food. Yeah, so it's, it's about,
0: I <laughs> like food is on a spectrum. So it's just about making better choices. And even if in the beginning, like working on both, like just improving the quality of your food, even if that's the first thing. So being more intentional about whatever the groceries that you buy, more vegetables, more high quality nutrition, nutrition dense stuff, um, even if that's the first thing you do. And then we can look at you know quantity once you have, feel like you have a grasp on that. And that's where it's just like we talked about, like you're changing your default again. And I think that you're making the changes slow enough so that they're sustainable. Um, but it's still, it's going to be work every, every single week and making those consistent choices. Um, at every single meal, it's, is this moving me toward my goals or not?
1: Right. And being like, okay, if you're going to eat that piece of sea candy, like the one piece and not the whole box, but if you're going to eat that one piece that, okay then you're going to not maybe see the change on the scale that you want and if you're okay with that and you take responsibility for that then Mm. and you're uh, and that's what you want to do that's okay but and it doesn't I was very much an all or nothing like oh then if I can never just do all you know a little bit of something I have to go off the rails um which the rails now is different like maybe that's one piece of seized candy but it's not the whole box and and um then then you have um this this all or nothing thing is gone and it's you know okay and you have to take responsibility for that and be very intentional about it so this week it was um I left at first last week I can't have the shake and in the morning when Jack is on his days off, because then I'm going to wake him up and I want to be this nice person that doesn't wake him up, which <laughs> and I got over that real quick. And then, <laughs> um, and then this week it was, I left the shake in the car, which is so awkward. I left the shake jar in the car, but it's like 30 degrees. So thankfully it's not, it's not summer and it doesn't smell like a sweaty man. Yeah. In that's, there now. So, but it was then, oh, I can't go out to the car and get that. I'm just going to, I'll just, it's nighttime, I'll just do it tomorrow. And so now it's like, okay, if you're going to be that way and you're not going to go get it, then you have to go order another one so that you like getting out of those excuses for reasons is a huge thing for me getting out of that, like making it so that it's so convenient that I can't say no to the shake every day or, um, you know, running out of almond milk, how are you going to plan? that now um just trying to get out of making those you know excuses and, and finding those workarounds so there's none there's no reason why you can't eat this instead of that it's in the house and that was a huge thing for me this week was making sure that I have everything in the house and I made like this you know healthy soup one night and it was really good and I thought oh this is gonna taste like ass and it didn't it was really good and the whole family ate it and I was like Whoa, this is- oh so <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah. So
0: it's just, you've become so much more aware. Like you're not just, it's not the knee jerk reactions. It's you're aware of, oh, okay. I'm making this excuse or I'm instead of just being like, oh, it's in the car. I'm not going to do it. You move on to the next thing. You're like, oh, it's in the car. Okay. How is this going to affect my progress? How is this going to make me feel in like, the future tonight, tomorrow, like it, and you weigh those things. And like you said, you're taking massive responsibility for your choices. And it brings a whole new level of accountability that you have with yourself, not depending on anyone like external. I know we check in, but you've developed that enough where you can say, Oh, is this like, like the birthday party? And there's some things that you're going to be like, is this moving me toward my goals? No okay, am I willing to forego some process, some progress in order to partake? And you're like, yeah, this is totally worth it for me. And, and like you said, even with the, the food list and those recommendations, it's still up to you how you want to use them. And you get to like make your own rules and nothing really is off limits. It's just a matter of, do I want to do this? Like, am I making the best choice for me right now? And it's that, like, I can tell you have those, cons, you have those, cons. I am surprised. I don't have a cat's ass in my face right
1: now. <laughs> uh, you can
0: but, um, never,
1: like, it's, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, it's just that, that awareness that I see you have now is, it's so cool. And it's so like, you're, you're coaching yourself through it. It's awesome.
1: I, I it's a new feeling for me to have that because um, I've lost weight before and I've been thin before and I've had, you know, in my early or late teens had, you know, eating, disordered eating for sure, I'd say. Um, uh, So having that different awareness and stuff is very interesting and it's hard work, Um, but it becomes easier and it's worth it. And if you let people into what you're doing and you're honest about it and kind of share, like, you know, you know what you're doing with your husband or, you know, I need to eat more vegetables and, and working on that and having that support is helpful too. So, Mm -hmm. and for me, and like telling you every night, what I eat is a huge, um, Is a huge help for me. It's one of those things that I need, especially in the beginning, to stay accountable. It's Mm -hmm. something that I figured out, it's just what works for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's a learning curve at the beginning. It's where most of the energy is put, but it's setting you up for like super long term progress and success to get to a point where it doesn't feel so hard anymore. And it's going to become, like you said, you're like, my new default is this and I am acutely I just I was just looking and I I I feel acutely uncomfortable when I'm at less than that default and your bar just keeps getting a little bit higher like I always say like set your bar low as far as expectations because things aren't going to go perfectly but also it's going to keep moving up as you keep those promises to yourself as you continue to see that you are capable of that and then like it was just, it's it's a quote I'm going to use. This is going all over my social media because like you feel acutely uncomfortable when you're not doing those things anymore.
1: Yeah, I used to order a salad with no lettuce. Like literally, all the <laughs> my my first day with Jack. We'll tell you the story. Yeah.
0: So what? So what? Uh, like croutons and tomatoes.
1: Yeah. 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 Maybe a little carrot maybe a little cucumber but like a salad like the Olive Garden salad is really good with no lettuce. So I used it my first day with Jack he was like he's like what And so I'm not I'm you know surprised he didn't run but um, I ordered a salad with no lettuce yeah so until us and then that was in 2005. So my whole adult life even in my teens I did not like lettuce. I hate it and um so i just ordered things without lettuce sandwiches without oh lettuce and so i started working with you and i thought okay this is that time like let's try to reintroduce this as a as an adult a functioning adult and um, uh so i or to had him order me a sandwich at Rayleigh's, and he and i left the lettuce on and i told him to put the lettuce on and he was like <laughs> calls and he's like um, unless i married someone else i you left lettuce on there and I, uh, know you. And so I kept the lettuce off and I said, it's okay. I'm I'm trying to learn to be better, but it's all right. And so now I incorporate lettuce into my sandwiches and I don't die. So it's like huge that you have turned that around for me. Like it has no nutritional value, right? I guess, but it's still the idea.
0: Up. Up. it's like these people who take cold showers they're like it's not it's not necessarily like the physical cold shower it's the mental thing of like holy shit I just did that
1: like yeah this like doing something hard kind of thing so yeah, yeah. I mean it's like maybe lettuce is a gateway drug to like mushrooms or something I don't yeah so. <laughs> you know so
0: Oh, all these little things are just gateway drugs to the next big thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have anything planned for food prep this week?
1: Um where's well, that on
0: the schedule for today?
1: Yes, I have to do the someone's about to have a meltdown, sorry. Um give her part of sorry, everybody, they're eating my kids are eating a donut. Give agree, her half fine. the donut. Give her half the donut. Okay.
0: Well, also I'm loving um, your hair. Paint. Like I'm seeing all the progress with that. Oh, it's
1: it, so great.
0: Amory's going gray. She's gracefully, yes. gracefully graying, yes. and I love it.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know that it's very graceful. Some days my hairdresser would say it's probably very angst-ridden uh, to sit in <laughs> a chair with me and be like, "Is this gonna be a good gray?" Do I look old and angry and fat? And so she has to talk me down a lot, but it's, I actually, it's wider than I thought it would be. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put like a purple wash over it and look like an old lady and just be. and, um, I love it. And so. Uh, Yes. I need to meal prep for this week and I'm planning easy dinners that have, um, that I can take to work the next day. So like that soup that you made on the Facebook page or Instagram, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, is one. And then, um, yeah, I got to figure that out. Like I bought some zucchini noodles or some whole wheat noodles, for spaghetti one night I can take that the next day, but now we have to switch to gluten-free because of Vivian. So a little bit of it more today.
0: Yeah. That'll take some planning too. So it'll be kind of good, um, where you have her as a driver for that too. Not that it's good for her. I'm like sad that she's going through that stuff, but
1: it'll be tough mm, tough little girl. So it'll just be this mom and daughter gluten-free adventure for two weeks <laughs> there you go yeah so um great. is there gluten and alcohol yes some,
0: some. <laughs> uh okay this is what i've been wanting to ask um
1: about yeah. the blog yeah that was part of the homework so yeah um uh, you know one of our goals <laughs> Together that we identified for 2022 was for me to start my blog that um, my friend Maya has been encouraging me to do for a long time, and she made the label for or the header, the logo. Oh, um, yeah. uh, last week, I you know shared with you that I had started the website. I didn't get very far on it this week, but I did. You did have me list. It was either write the first post or brain dump some ideas. So I did dump and got that um, booklet organized of things. And if I'm driving or something, I put something on my phone really quick to transcribe into there for some post ideas. Perfect. It's part of it like, are people gonna wanna hear what I have to say? Especially if I don't have any method for them to fix what goes on in my life or their life. I don't really have anything to offer other than that this is the craziest life I could ever have imagined for myself. And my kid set myself on fire last week, or her cell phone right? you No. no. What? Wait, what? The last
0: crazy story I heard was them climbing out of the window.
1: Oh, yeah. So last week, Everly, after you and I talked, well, she's very accident prone. So she hit her head twice and then um, she set her, climbed up on the kitchen and got too close to a candle and set her. <gasps> fire so <laughs> yeah nonstop. and then or later in the week she you know those girl barrettes that are metal that clip closed yeah she opened one of her barrettes on friday at school and put it in her mouth open and then got it stuck and so luckily the teacher was like panicking a little bit because she had to pry it out of there oh. so <laughs> Just like non stop. So that kind of crap goes in the blog. Like I don't have very much to tell you how to fix life, only that this is what is happening in my life and and but I think your hope experience res- is valuable. Yeah. Maybe um how to get your kid not to set themselves on fire <laughs> with the candle. It was
0: oh my gosh. That's one experience I have not had. Yeah, knock on wood. I am su- I'm kind of actually surprised. that We haven't had that happen yet. Considering the climbers that I have in my house and the yeah. yeah. We have accident prone. I on like I was changing Luke's diaper one day last week and I looked at his legs and I was like dear lord, like I'm glad we don't have any doctor's appointments coming up because every like I felt like every inch of his legs were covered in bruises I was like what yeah. are you doing yeah it's like he and hits his all- head on the daily he fell off the couch this morning he fell down the stairs last night like it's just it's non-stop they, what are you guys every- doing
1: <laughs> yeah everything really pops her arm out, has popped her arm out of socket like several times because they're like so nursemaids yeah and oh. so she gets her we'll get these nursemaids elbows and I was taught after I think the first or second time how to kind of pop it back in myself mm-hmm. so I've done that a couple of times and I think I can't even tell the pediatrician's office that she's had these and I popped them back in myself because like at some point they're going to call CPS like this you know at some <laughs> point they're going to be I, I couldn't get, we weren't giving Vivian or Miralax like we on the regular last week and it, you know, it got bad. And so I had to call and tell them and I thought for sure they're going to turn me in because everybody hits their head. Everybody, you know, sets themselves on fire. The parents aren't giving the kid Miralax like they were prescribed. You know, this kid's popping her elbow out and the mom pops it back and like, what in the fresh hell is happening in that house? So the one kid, you know, ate the like God like tries to eat medicine like crazy so and has before luckily it's been fine but yeah it's just so. it's crazy
0: you just can't predict it you cannot there you can't make this shit up that's what we should call this
1: (laughs) right so that's the purpose of the blog is like this is our life because my entire adult life especially my life with Jack like you cannot make this shit up the things that have happened to us. So that's what the blog is going to be. I love it. And it's also like
0: a, like we've talked about this before, how therapeutic and cathartic it can be to like write about it and kind of get it out. And it's also, it's something that your kids will have forever and be like, look at the memories are like our mom has. And like she took the time to write them down and um, like, it's their life documented, which I mean, it's probably gonna embarrass them at some point. But I uh like I don't know, I feel like it's cool just to have that like those moments in history documented and saved for forever. I can't wait to read it anyway. So thank you. I think so you've you brain dumped some ideas. Yes. You, and so either- my goal sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna
1: say, like, start writing. My next goal is, yeah, to get it up and running and just start writing. So I really want to do that this week is to finish the site and, um, and get it up and running. Start the first, um, the first post about what life.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna expect um, the link for you to send me, so you can, so I can look at it. As an accountability thing. Like this week I need to be able to go onto the site and see at least, even if there's nothing on it. Okay. Messy first draft.
1: Got it. Four chicks and a cop coming your way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and continue with the other stuff. Of course, your water, your exercise, um, and we'll check in the wins and gratitude every night. And we um, will chat too. And we'll schedule another call. Oh, um, before I just wanted to kind of close out, if there's anything that you could share, you and you shared a lot, thank you very much. Um, share with someone who maybe was in that place where you were, like advice you would give them Uh, something to help them maybe take that first step or something to remember as they go through this process what would that be putting you on the spot here but
1: pardon me I'm so sorry um just that it's um if to remember going through the process is that it's hard it's hard to face those things and a lot of stuff comes up about who you were in the past and who you are now and who you want to be and and just not to give up on yourself and and there are days where you're going to want to give up on yourself and just find one tiny thing one thing that you don't give up on that day if you and not to think of this all or nothing like if you don't clean the whole playroom or you don't do the whole exercise, what's the minimum that you can do that day to feel successful? Is that one quarter of the room? Is that five minutes on the bike or on the, on the yoga? Not that you get on the yoga, but that five, you know, what is that one thing on that day? That's your worst day. And to know that's huge. When you say this in the prior podcast, you it's gonna get bad and you if you know that going into it um, then it makes that more palatable when those days happen like you knew it was coming and it's not a big surprise I think it's this big surprise obviously for me that it doesn't just melt off but in the on the bike yesterday when I was cussing the instructor out I was also <laughs> like but this is gonna make it that much better like yes it's not coming off like I want and I'm frustrated, but it's going to make it that much better when it does, because I will have done something. It's not like I can just have this old mindset of like, Oh, I just have to do this for a minute. And it comes off. Life isn't like that. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. And, um, and that's okay. And just to find that small goal on those days when it's just so you haven't given up on yourself, even if it's five minutes, And once you're in that five minutes, you know, it goes a little bit, five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes until you get a little to the end. Um, And I would say as far as someone who's where I was and and I'm still not where I need to be. So I'm still working on it, but I would say um, for anybody who's on the fence about doing the work with you and um, that it's so worth it it really is it's um saved me from a lot and i was in a dark place and and so doing that work with you because and being vulnerable like being open if you're doing it not being resistant to the ladies in the group or if you're doing the one-on-one just to be open and vulnerable and and that to try to figure out who you are and um and to just let that shit go and, and to, if you're on the fence about doing the work with you, it's, it's so worth it. It's, it's worth every minute. It's worth every heartache. It's worth, it's worth the accountability. It's worth the, um, tough love and, and, and it's just a program that works and, and is, um, and is life-changing and, and, And it's important. It's important for you to do this and that you're good at what you do. So it's important for them to know that, that you know what you're doing and that you um, are really good at it and you can help them. And so just, that's my advice to them. If they're where I was. Love you. I did not tell her or pay her to say any of that also. You didn't, but I've been waiting to say that because you know me, I can't figure out how to share this stuff that you post on Instagram yet. So um, I can't shout it from the rooftops that way um, yet. I will, but um, when I figure it out, but this was my chance and my opportunity and to say how much it meant to me to be able to do this and how I'm... So thankful to God for putting us together because it just was a rough time and I needed help. So I'm so grateful for, for you. I yeah.
0: Yeah. So. love you so much. And Ta-da. thanks love again you. for for sharing and being open and honest and being you and doing all the hard stuff to show people that it can be done and that it's worth it and that you matter enough to, to do it and to, to put yourself as, and for the recording of the podcast, this woman has two beautiful little kiddos climbing and all around, and this is just life and this is how we make it work. And they're the, you know, one of the reasons. And um, we just, We deserve better for ourselves and you, like, I just, I wish people could see what I'm seeing because it's just beautiful and, um, hi girls.
1: (laughs) Okay. She doesn't mind eating boogers in front of you or picking her nose. (laughs) Not going to see which one that is. (laughs) Her and
0: Logan would get along perfectly. (laughs) um whoops I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me if any part of this episode had you aggressively nodding your head saying me too or gave you a different perspective or just helped you feel a little less alone I would love it if you left a review or shared it with your best mom friends screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can connect and I can support you we need to get this message out so that more mothers like you know their worth outside of changing diapers and the school pickup line it's time we reclaim the confidence inside of us messy bun and all and show our children and the world what we're capable of